Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we have fascinating, eye-opening conversations with all types of tango professionals. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks to all you first-time and newer listeners. Really glad you're here. Uh, Really quick before we start, if you're enjoying the show, please take a quick moment to subscribe and leave a five-star rating or review. just takes a couple seconds, but it really helps out. If you've been a fan for a while and would like to help keep the podcast going, you can make a secure donation through PayPal or join my podcast page on Subscribestar. Easy to follow links are in the description. Thanks for your support. My guest today is a tango dancer who's also a business strategy coach. She specializes in helping small business owners and entrepreneurs and is the author of the book, Success is a Dance. All right, and with me now is Katya Rave. Katya, thanks so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. I'm really glad you reached out to me and it's really great to be uh, connecting with you. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So really exciting news. You have uh, uh, completed a new book. Congratulations. Definitely want to get to that soon. Uh, But first, a little bit about yourself, Katya. How did you fall in love with Argentine tango? I fell in love about 12 years, 12, 13 years ago now. And uh, really in in my community, I had a friend who was just like, you know, you would really love it. And I was going through uh, through a tough time at that Mm. time and and uh, and decided to give it a shot. And I literally fell in love with the music Uh, that was that it totally spoke to me. And Mm. uh, and before I knew it, I was going to like two classes a week and you know, going back, like in different, I'm in North Carolina, so we had okay. classes in Durham, then we had classes in Raleigh, and uh, I just, I totally embraced it and grew very fast. Wow. Nice. And the great thing is you're also a, uh, you're a business strategy coach That's as well, right. which is, which is really, which is really awesome. So uh, just with another quick uh, personal bit about yourself, what was your very first entrepreneurial attempt? Uh, my very first entrepreneurial attempt was many, many years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I had just adopted uh, my middle child and mm-hmm. uh, I was in the beauty industry. Uh, mm-hmm. So I opened a, a small hair salon and it was doing very, very well. And, uh, and I really had a passion for opening business. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then a couple of different business after that led me to really realize then what I love is the strategy. Mm-hmm. What I love is really to put the businesses together and to take them to a certain amount of income. And, uh, and that's been what's been driving me since. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure you've seen with a lot of uh, tango instructors and organizers, they all have the, the sort of the similar drive that, that you did. So was there a moment in time where you thought that did you start off, were you always sort of entrepreneurial or was there, a, did you kind of start off as a uh, working in the corporate world and, no, no, no. Well, I come from, you know, from a, I mean, my background is, you know, I'm from France and mm. uh, both of my parents were entrepreneurs. My mom had two huge companies and my dad had a very, very successful business. Nice. So it's always been into me, always wanted it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, a lot of time it's like, what are exactly the steps 
in order. And I think this is where a lot of businesses uh, uh, don't have it right. You know, they, they're so amazing at their trade. They're very good at what they do, mm-hmm. yet they really don't understand what are the steps to be successful. Yeah. And this is what I've seen, especially with artists. I was in the world of artists for the longest mm-hmm. time. And that's what really drove me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like what you said about how people just having very specific skill sets. I mean, I think I definitely identify with this. And then I meet other wonderful dancers and wonderful organizers they are really great at what they do. Um, but there is the business side, the, the self-promotion marketing side. That's, that's still something I'm kind of struggling with. And then that's still something that, uh, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, yeah, I, I, I could teach lessons or something like that. And, you know, yeah, you get people who are who are really good at what they do. They're not necessarily good at promoting themselves. Is that something that you often help people with? Yes, yes. And, and, and you know, about the self-promotion and the marketing, mm-hmm. it, actually, it is not so much about self-promotion and marketing. It really goes okay. back into what I call messaging. How do um, we address? How do we address the client? Because what I see, you know, whether it's in the tango world or in a lot of artist world, we make it about us. And so I'm a keynote speaker. I, I, you know, eight weeks ago I was in Rome speaking and I, mm. I saw it. There was a lot of artists there and they're speaking, which really about them. And when we speak or when we do messaging, when we want to do this self-promotion, mm-hmm. it's about the audience. It's about the client. What do they mm. need? And we forget that part. What do they need and what can we offer them as a solution? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember when, um, you know, when Uber first started, it wasn't about, oh, we're going to disrupt the, you know, the taxi industry. We're going to save you time. You know, it's, it's like, you know, it's stuff, it's more than just what, what you describe and it's, Right. Thinking past that. It's all about what they need. And when we offer what they need, Mm -hmm. then, you know, suddenly people like, I mean, it's a no brainer. They want to hire you, you know, and, and in whether it's in dancing in tango Mm -hmm. world or, you know, like photographers or in that, what are we giving to the client Mm -hmm. and they actually need. And when we put it into the self messaging, then it's very easy to self promote because we self promote, to the client, not mm-hmm. about ourselves. Right, right, yeah. And then when it comes to something like tango, you're, you're not just learning how to dance. This is stress relief. In a, in a way, it's been very therapeutic for a lot of people if you, if you listen to what, you know, what their life stories are. Right, very much so. And, and I, do, I do believe then all of it actually relate to tango. And that's kind mm-hmm. of how, how, you know, this book honestly came out. It's, you know, it's like, but it's the same. It's the same when we dance. It's the same, you know, we, it's not really about me. It's about the music. Mm-hmm. It's about the floor. It's about the energy. It's about, you know, I need to connect with my ideal client in business. Mm-hmm. Well, on the floor, I need to connect with my partner. Mm. I can't anticipate. I have to be connected, not just to him, but to the floor. I have to be connected to the music. And when we really have all of those, especially so many amazing tango dancers have that. Mm. If they can just apply it to the business side, I feel like, you know, that totally would be complete. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So your, your book, Success is a Dance. I think it's great that you've 
uh, you know, right in the title, you've got the, this reference to connecting business with, with Tango. So uh, without giving too much away about the book, because I do want people to, to buy it and read it for themselves. Um, so who, who is the book for? So the book it was not intended originally for Tango dancers. The mm -hmm. book is really for people who are entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Now, if it fits entrepreneurs who are Tango dancers, it's, you know, okay. it's great. But it was written, it was interesting going back and forth with the editor. Like I, every time I was like, well, Argentine Tango. And she was like, you need to say the Tango. And I was like, no, we don't say that. She was like, yeah, but those are not for Tango dancers. This is for business people. So, mm -hmm. um, so it was just interesting to see, you know, some of these things. But it's definitely, you know, it's for solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. and uh, especially in the service industry mm -hmm. who want to grow their business and who want to understand really what are some of the steps to take to be able to have a successful business. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So just, uh, what would it just kind of give us a teaser. So how do you equate uh, dancing and, uh, and becoming an, and being an entrepreneur, the whole concept of success being a dance? So for example, uh, you know, we're going to take, like I say, then, you know, as entrepreneurs, sometimes, you know, people have a tendency uh, to forget that they are in sales. Being in business means we are in sales. You know, there is a transaction, there's a value proposition, and mm -hmm. here I am offering a service, and in return, I get, um, you know, I get what, you know, an amount of money. Well, when we are at a milonga, mm -hmm. we are in sales. You know, like imagine, you know, Joe, if I showed up, you know, into lousy clothes, smelling, my hair not done, mm -hmm. uh, not smiling on the chair you're not really going to want to dance with me. I mean, if there, is, <laughs> yeah. if there is a spectrum of 10 women right next to me and they all have done their part, which mm -hmm. is they get dressed, they have their proper shoes on, and I just throw, show up like a slob, not smiling and smelling. Right. I am going to be the least of your choices, no matter how great of a dancer I am. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing in business. We have to have the part. We have to, to really understand that we are in, there's so many people in competition with us. Mm -hmm. So yes. how do we differentiate ourselves? What are we doing to make sure that when people see us, it's kind of the first impression. So yeah. that's, you know, that, that's something we touch. Uh, I talk a lot about connecting, mm -hmm. connecting to our ideal client, right? When we connect to our ideal client, we really know who they are. I mean, for me, I'm very specific. I know then I target service entrepreneurs, uh, coaches, uh, teachers, mm -hmm. people in the service industry. Well, on the floor, the connection is everything. It's yeah. basically connecting with your mind, with your body, with your soul for the entire length of a tanda. Together, you know, you and I on the floor, we're going to be in harmony and yet we both connect to the music. There is a trust established basically between two bodies and four legs, right? Yeah. Well, it's the same thing off the floor. It's the same thing with the client. We have to be connected so fully to our client and we really understand the pain points that they have. We understand mm -hmm. what they need and we cater to them. And yeah. basically, you know, this is, uh, this is the thing. I talk about, you know, the code egos, having mm -hmm. ethics. I talk about... Uh, the fundamentals. Yes, it's uh, improvisation dance. But if you don't know how to walk in the first place, so it's, it's, it's really the same in business. Mm. You know, you, you have space for improvisation. But if you don't have your fundamental really at the base, it's going to be hard. It's like teaching someone how, 
I don't know, how to do a gun show and yeah. they don't even know how to walk. When we all know a gun show is not a move, it's a reflection of, you know, of a step who's been interrupted. I mean, right. all of these things happen mm -hmm. because we know our fundamentals. We can be great at mm -hmm. this dance when we have this. And so basically this is kind of how I relate uh, mm -hmm. each step of the business then we need to have down to um to of course stories and yeah. and, and things on the floor mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and uh yeah i think that one of the interesting things or actually one of the important things about entrepreneurship just kind of you know, earlier when i started uh teaching full-time is yes it's really easy to get excited about just the idea of doing of dancing in this case um, but there's a lot of other things that go into it and, you know, motivation really isn't enough. Like you really have to have that discipline every day, you know, because you're not going to wake up every day excited about what you do, but you're still going to have to, to get after it and to, and to do it. So, yeah. So what are some, like this, I guess, you know, I know from a teaching tango perspective on how to kind of get through that, but for, you know, for business and when you coach people, um, once people get their business off the ground, they've got their website, they're starting to see some sales, but there are going to be days when there's going to be some, you know, slumps, whether it's economic or whether they just don't feel good that day, but they still got to show up. In your opinion, what are some ways for people to kind of get through those low points? So it, I, I always say it starts with why. You know, and, and this is, you know, I know we hear it all the time in business, but mm -hmm. for me, that's one of the first exercise that I make every single client do. Why are you doing this? Because you need to want it really, really bad. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to say, oh, I just want to make money. Money will not make you want to get up in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, just, just the amount of money. You really have to have something in your guts. What is it? Is it a legacy? I mean, for me, it's that cottage with my future husband, you know, then we're going to have on the beach and where our kids and grandkids are going to, I mean, between the two of us, we have six kids. So mm. we know we're going to have a house full of grandkids, right? Mm. And this is what drives us. This is how, like on the bad days, because of course, you know, people on social media and people only see the good days, right? But we, right. I mean, I'm the same way than everybody. I go through my bad days. I need to have that thing in the gut who's mm -hmm. going to make me want to show up no matter what. Mm -hmm. And the, I think one of the most important thing is having a vision of it. Mm -hmm. For us, we know exactly what our house looks like. You know, it's a farmhouse, it's by the beach. We know we're in Europe. We know we have sunflowers outside. We know, I mean, we both adore to cook. So we know our kitchen is big. All of these things, just having the vision mm -hmm. really help you to get up in the morning. It cannot be, oh, I want to, you know, I want to pay off my debt or you really have to have something because getting up to work every day to mm -hmm. pay off debt, it's, oh. it's actually dreadful. You really, you have, and you know, for some people it's, it's a car for some people mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, I mean, everybody have their different average day, you know, and mm -hmm. for us, it's that what is an average day looking like mm -hmm. when we have made it? And, you know, when you have that all together, it's, you know, it's pretty darn good to wake up in the morning uh, <laughs> as early. I was on a podcast, you know, on Friday and I was in a totally different country. I had to wake up at 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. You really have to want what you want uh, yeah. to be able to do this kind of thing, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And just uh, kind of a going on with the, with the tango centric theme here is that whenever I, I've interviewed a lot of people, just kind of asking how they've gotten started. And it's so funny. I hear a lot of them getting into it said, well, when I got into tango, I, I never wanted to make money. And there's this kind of, there's this perception that uh, profits are bad or making right. money is bad. And I, that kind of drives me nuts. So then I keep yes. hearing from people, Oh, I, I love tango, uh, but there's no, there's no money in it. I'm a little skeptical of that idea. Yes, and oh, oh my gosh, if I, I mean, if I totally can piggyback on that, Joe, like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, you could get me going, but I always say, you know, uh, uh, you know, when I'm on stage uh, as a keynote, I always say, you know, I speak three languages. I speak French, right. I speak English, <laughs> and I speak money. money. And, you know, and that's one of the biggest thing. I want to serve, but if I make money, mm -hmm. I can actually choose where my money goes meaning I choose the serving that I want to do. So, I mean, for me, I have my own charities. I, you know, I fight for things who are important to me into the world and mm -hmm. we give money, you know, a, a huge portion of, of, uh, of what we do to this charity. But mm -hmm. it's important for me to choose. You know, I don't want to just give my work for free. That is not charity right. to me. That mm -hmm. is not where my heart lines and that is not the charities that I want to give. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also if you, if you provide something of value and people are willing to accept the price, what the, what's the problem, right? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> but you know, it's not just integral. It's all businesses. All businesses have mm -hmm. these, you know, uh, all small businesses are like, oh, you know, I don't, it, it's like people don't put the value that they have. Mm -hmm. And I always say, if, you know, if you have someone in need and you have the solution to their need, who are you to actually keep it for yourself and not mm -hmm. selling it? You're yeah. actually really giving a, 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 a disfavor. I don't even know if that's a word. I make up the, words. Disservice. Yeah. Disservice. <laughs> Here you go. Thank you. I, I make up words. You see, you, you that's, see it. That's, you that's know, fine. You're going to see yeah. it all the time. Uh, a disservice to the client by not offering it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So well, with your book, once someone gets through, reads it from cover to cover, what is it that you want them to, to take away? So at the end, they really will have the, uh, the concession, this conception, then mm -hmm. entrepreneurship, it's not complicated. Mm -hmm. It's just hard work. And I think there's that mixed conception. You know, it's like everybody goes into business. Oh, I'm going to be in business. I'm going to have freedom. I'm going to make money. I'm going to be able to do whatever I want, when I want. And I think that's been a lie that we have been fed to. And yeah. a lot of people go into business uh, with that kind of, you know, that kind of mentality. And basically, I want them to know that it is hard work, but if they want it really bad and they follow these steps in order. Uh, they actually really can succeed. And that's, that's a, a big takeaway because a lot of people feel like they have to hire, you know, very, very expensive things or they mm -hmm. have to do Facebook ads and, and they just don't know that there is stages in business. And I think that's my biggest take. I see people doing things then when you are at stage three, what I call stage three of the business, and they mm -hmm. do it at stage one, they really waste money. So mm -hmm. this is, you know, something then I just wanted people to know. I wanted also people to know then they have to welcome mm -hmm. the unknown, you mm -hmm. know, and welcome the, the you know, the 
what we don't know who's going to happen. You have to go with the flow in a business. Work mm -hmm. hard, really. And, um, and if you have the steps, you know, together and, mm -hmm. and you have someone to guide you, there's no reason why you yeah. shouldn't make any money to it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and I like what you said about you know, just the being really realistic about the work, about what it takes. You know, you really have to love it. I mean, uh, you're going to work weekends. You're not, you know, you're not going to come home at five o'clock and watch Netflix. You know, you're not going to have time for any of that. And, That's right. But but in a way, if you really love what you do, it's it's kind of funny. My my wife and I last last year when we got married, we went on our honeymoon, and. We're having fun, but we thought we, we actually brought our work with us because we like it so much. You know, we say, okay, let's go to a cafe, let's get some work done, then we'll walk around. And, and I actually kind of looked forward to to getting stuff done because it really wasn't work to me, you know. Right. And, <laughs> so. and, and I mean, for us, this is where we are. We go on mm -hmm. vacation and we get so excited. I mean, we're both writers and we're both mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and we, we, love, we both love what we do. But, you know, I always related also to, to Tango. We mm -hmm. work really hard at Tango. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. we work really hard at, you know, I mean, for us, we hire great teachers and we make sure that we continue our education. We, you know, you continue growing and a weekend of classes of tango is not work for us. It's mm -hmm. fun, right? <laughs> and it's the, same, it's the same thing in business. When you have found what you are really meant to do, what is mm -hmm. your, uh, your destiny, what you're really good at, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it can be, you know, so, so much fun. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Katya, just kind of thinking back earlier in your entrepreneurial journey, what were some uh, perhaps guidance that you received or maybe something that you read that really, uh, uh, that really helped move your, your, move you forward or help sort of give you these revelations on, on moving forward? You know, I had a business who failed. And I think that was probably uh, one of the biggest gifts who was giving to me um, because one of the things that I did, it's I took the failure pers personally. Mm. Um, I, so it was on the business who fell was me. No matter how much before I had been successful, it had everything was erased away. Mm. And, you know, when, when I took the time to see why it fell and I really saw the crack into the business and that's where i was like i never want anybody to kind of feel that way mm -hmm. and honestly i had the opportunity to work with a business coach back then and i didn't take it because relating it to tango again it was like hey i can learn from youtube i can learn from you know all these things and no we can't we don't get the same kind of uh, of teaching where, where when we one-on-one -on -one with a teacher who's going to tweak is going mm -hmm. I remember Alicia Palms telling me like Katya your little in a private class your little toe it's it's lifting just a little bit your right toe <laughs> and you know all of the it takes someone to really look at you at exactly who you are and how you dance and what kind of energy it's the same thing in business you know like all size don't always fit all. And mm -hmm. I, I be, that's probably one of the biggest things that I, I, I took from, you know, from that. It's, I really wish I would have listened back then and, you know, taking what I was doing for Tango more for my business. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah, for, for me, I, well, I had many, many issues. I'm still, <laughs> still on that learn as you go process. But one thing was after I had, you know, successfully, you know, done a lesson or, um, or, or hosted a malanga, I would just sort of kind of relax and just sort of get a little lazy, 
you know, and then I remember reading uh, this book by, I think, Stephen Pressfield, The, the War of Art. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a great, great book. Great book. Yeah. That he's, he, he, I remember one part he just, you know, took all this time to write his first book and it was successful. And then right when he finished it, he was exhausted. He told, he called up his friend and his friend said, oh, when's your next one coming out? And he said, and that's just the sort of attitude you have, you have to have. And that, that really, one of many things that, that changed my my thinking. So. If you like that, you probably would love The Big Leap. Uh, okay. that's, I, that, that's an amazing book. Who is What's really, it called again? The Big Leap. Oh, it's The Big Leap. really okay. helping you to kind of stay in that zone of genius versus, mm -hmm. you know, like, why do we have a ten that tendency of relaxing after? Why is there that down? Why, you know, why can't we just stay up? And that's something that I, I mean, for me, I really thrive for my client to stay. And mm -hmm. believe it or not, so the book is not printed yet, right? The the pre-sale is uh, uh -huh. the pre-sale is 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 coming in two weeks. Okay. But uh, I've already started the second book. Oh, that's great. You know, because <laughs> you can't, you know, when you're on a roll, you have to really, you know, you have to to stay up and and I. I, I want to walk the walk. If I teach my client that, I have to, you know, lead by example as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, there's that one, uh, the classic um, uh, Napoleon Hill. Uh, uh, yes. There's nothing like him. Yeah. Think and grow rich. Think yes, and grow thank rich. You. <laughs> I was like, yeah. it's not the seven habits. It's, you know, like, I was like, and then Zig Ziglar. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, we're talking about Napoleon Hill. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Think, think and grow rich. It's, yeah. I mean, just the idea, just, just believe that it's going to work. Right. Right. You right. And, and you be, you know, uh, one of the, 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 uh, the tango chapter is called believing is everything. Yeah. And uh, then I have, because it is so true. And uh, there's another great book out there called The Wealthy Spirit. Mm -hmm. It's really teaching you uh, what I talk a lot on the book into, we have to focus as business owners on money generating things. Yeah. And it's the same thing in Tango. Sometimes we keep busy just doing things who are not really making us grow. And, uh, and in business, sometimes we're just so busy, we overwhelm because we do all these things. But if they're not money generating, if we're not reaching out to clients or talking to prospect, mm. you know, this is, it makes it hard to, you know, makes it hard at the end of the week to say, hey, of course I have no revenue, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can't hide with, by, no, uh, oh hide, behind, hide from busyness. Sometimes we business. wish we could, right? Yeah. 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 So, again, another, another thing that I'm working through, it's like, well, I got to do this and this. It's like, well, got to move things forward. Right, so, right, right. Uh, yeah. So, Katya, what are some things just in your in all your years of working? Uh, what are some different trends that you're that you're noticing or that that are sort of intriguing you these days? Uh, you mean in business? In business, yeah, entrepreneurship mainly, but yeah. I think how gullible people are. Mm. Uh, you know the. I mean, just this. And I'm going to take an example this morning because it's one of the it's one of these things that just gets me going, right? There was a mm -hmm. Facebook ad for $29, uh, your return investment, like you were gonna make like six or $7 million. Mm -hmm. and, and I was like, why are people really believing those lies? I mean, obviously the return on investment is so, I mean, come on, you know, from $29 and mm -hmm. to seven million. It was, yeah, I think it was seven million. I was like, who, who can that? But you know, I was one of these people a long time ago because it's easy and it requires no work. And mm. I think sometimes not knowing, and, and that's one of the trends that I see, people really believe 
then they don't they don't have to work hard to be an entrepreneur and to make mm-hmm. money. Uh, so that's one of the trends. The second trend is they have a hard time niching down to who do they really help? Who's their ideal client? Mm-hmm. They want to help everybody, you know, because we are so, we are so serving, right? Yeah. So we have this trend of, well, I, I don't want to niche. And the, there's a saying, there's a quote out there that, you know, the more we want to serve everybody, then, mm-hmm. you know, the least we serve anybody. Right. And, and, and I believe, I do believe then that's true. Uh, one of the things that I, I see is the most, and then speaking is scary. So it's, it's really scary. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's really not if we don't make it about us. I mean, I speak sometimes in front of 600 people, right? Wow. And because it's not about me, it's, it doesn't matter if I forget my words because I know my messaging. I know what I do. I know what I do. I do it very well. Mm-hmm. And I know when people work with me, they're very successful. So who really care if I really forget my words, if it's not the word that I had planned or it doesn't really matter. That's a huge trend. It's people, people forget mm-hmm. that it's not about them. Entrepreneurs, yeah. they think it's about them. So then they forget, then they learn to serve, then they have no call to action at the end. And, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. You know, so th- those are kind of the trend that I'm seeing. Yeah. 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 That's like having the, the focused audience. And I, that was, that was an issue that I was struggling with until when I started the podcast, I, uh, um, I listened to this other podcast called Hack the Entrepreneur with uh, Johnny Naster out in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, great, great guy. It's great, funny. I, I tweeted at him a few times and he actually got back to me personally. And um, but he, he one strategy was think of your audience of one. Yes. And that and it was funny when I started this, I thought I thought of a couple students, said, okay, I didn't say it didn't, you know, I so I, I didn't tell the student, I just said I'm starting a podcast. And then I kind of focused everything just, you know, because the student was past the beginning stage, really getting into tango. And it's like, oh, that, that's I think that's a good audience for this. And then once, sure enough, after I launched, that student came up to me and said, oh, I really like that podcast. I thought, okay, then I, I did it. But then a lot of other people are in that same position. So Yes, yes. Um, and and it, it's, a big, um, it's a big thing because what you want, you want to have, uh, you, you, and I'm going to go back. You said something that really triggered me to okay. go back to one of the trends. Yeah. And one of the trends is because we want to serve everybody, we don't, we compromise, right? Mm. So when I'm in an audience, I want people to know exactly who I am. They know that if they hire me, I will make them money, number one. Mm. They know that I'm, it's going to be a lot of work. They know that I'm very straightforward. You see it with my personality, the way I talk. It's, hey, you know what? This is hard work. And a lot of people, a lot of speakers will focus on trying to grab the people they're not attracting. I always say in an audience, I will split the audience into the people who will love me and the people who are gonna say, I don't know who she thinks she is, she is just, and that's okay. It's okay because then I'm really refining who mm. will connect with me. And it's what you were just talking about. Sometimes when, you know, at the end of a class, you know, like when I'm at the class, you know, uh, uh, with a tango teacher, mm-hmm. like, oh, they missed that point. Like they, they could have had a call to action and we were 10 people in this class who were super, super into it. And yet mm-hmm. they focus on the one person who really didn't care to be there. And, and they focus on wanting to because it became about them. 
and not about caring, catering to the entire class. And mm -hmm. it's been fun. It's, it's absolutely been fascinating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, finishing your class with a call to action. What mm -hmm. do you want your, your, your student to do? You want them to make sure then you come back next week or make sure you subscribe yeah. to my podcast or, right. you know. Mm -hmm. or the email list <laughs> yes yes oh building an email list is oh, everything gosh. you know yeah. it's everything and and but the, pod, the podcast is great i i have a you probably would enjoy my podcast uh, it's called cool, I, right? I, I listened to a little bit of it i'm gonna i want to download some more episodes it was fun uh, since covid i you know i changed mm -hmm. so i came back right uh right when i came back from from italy i was one mm -hmm. of the last plane who came back in the country so i saw what covid did uh you know over there so when i came back i really wanted to make sure that i implemented uh, uh things for my clients and therefore for myself as well so mm -hmm. i made a series called like business with experts so i've been putting those on the podcast uh, lately mm -hmm. those those interview but uh before that it's it's a lot just me talking about business yeah nice yeah speaking of covid i mean not just covid but in the future there are going to be other things maybe not right. worldwide pandemics per se but things that go on in your life that are going to force you uh, out of beyond your control to have to adjust. And this has been, you know, of course, COVID has been a big adjustment for, for many of us. So what are, what are some opportunities that you have seen open up for you because of COVID that maybe you haven't, uh, that you might not have otherwise uh, thought of? So, for, I mean, for me, I went online, you know, so I, I you know, I am a speaker, so I traveled, mm. you know, I traveled a lot around the world to go speaking on stages. So I decided to create the stage for myself and I create, you know, I created this series. Uh, actually, uh, I did my 99 uh, uh, episode this morning, oh, uh, on, you know, on live and, uh, and I wanted to really bring uh, what I talk about, even in, you know, in the book, like how do we connect with our client? How do mm -hmm. we uh, solve their pain points? And then have a call to action for people to get on my email list to mm -hmm. be able to continue. But one of the things that I've, uh, I've really been very uh, open about, yes, COVID has brought in, you know, many, many things. One thing that it has brought is we were not as business owners, as artists, as, you know, as people in relationship, as parents, as, you know, in our finances, we didn't have our fundamental uh, always mm. really down. COVID, I feel, was really something who was unveiled, who unveiled all the crack, um, you know, and, uh, and I think it was good. I think right now, only the best of the best entrepreneurs will survive. And uh, I think this is an opportunity for all the entrepreneurs to take it up a, a notch because mm. you have to be willing to pivot just a little bit. I'm not yeah. crazy about that word. It's yeah. been overused, I feel. Uh, um, not in the tango world, but in the entre <laughs> entrepreneur world. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was just tweaking. Like for me, instead of being on a real stage, I suddenly was on a zoo, you know, on a live stage, uh, mm. virtual stage. Yeah. Um, but I'm still doing many summit conferences, podcasts. Um, you know, I had a little bit more time to write my book. I, mm. uh, I think meeting people where they're at is really the big need right now. Then some entrepreneurs are missing. They're so stuck into their old-fashioned way. Yeah. And they're not looking at how can they serve. So a good way it's for me, I put on Facebook, on my personal Facebook. Mm. What are you going through to this week? So, and for some people, when it's like, hey, I can't get off the couch. 
hey, mm. I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling blue. It's like, okay, I need to cater to that. How, how can I make sure that I include this into, you know, into my, uh, into my program or into, mm. you know, the way we work together. And during COVID, people were not signing a one-year contract anymore. Mm. I had to be willing to change that. Yeah. I had to be willing to say, you know what, you want to work with me? We can work months to months. I know the value I give. I know that they won't leave anyway because I'm that good. Yeah. But I had to be willing to let go of that. It was a guarantee that, hey, if you want to walk out at the end of the month, well, you can do that. Mm -hmm. So I catered to the need of them not wanting to make a long-term commitment. Mm -hmm. So this kind of things, I think, is, has been a huge trend. It's, we have to cater to what they need. Again, going back to their pain point at that moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just for some industries, I guess for, for mine, it, you just sort of, ex, sort of kind of, there's a wake up call that, that we are, I'm a little bit more vulnerable than I thought, you know? And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I still got the podcast and uh, it's kind of fun because a lot of people I've been meaning to reach out to are really difficult to get a hold of. They're stuck at home. They can't escape from me. So. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I was going to say, this is your opportunity to grab yeah. them, you know? Mm -hmm. And again, like I said, providing the value because, yeah, there's been so many really fascinating people that I've spoken to and uh, just hearing their stories. So And really you know. getting to be known. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes just uh, I have seen a, a, a couple, um, they actually, I mean, they're tango dancers and they're amazing teachers and, and they decided to share their recipe, their cooking recipe. Oh. And they were cooking together and it put them on the map. <laughs> and that's, you know, and the, sometimes that's what it's all about. It's mm -hmm. people want to make sure then, you know, if I have a need, if I have a want at some point, these people are the first one who are going to come to my mind. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just putting yourself being an exposure. I've been more, I've been more on TV shows the past three months nice. than, you know, than, than anything else, because I've been really putting myself out there. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. Yeah. What's been, uh, I guess, how, how have people discovered you? Like the, I guess the, uh, the most common way that people uh, find you. Uh, honestly, through speaking. Okay. They see me, they see me at an event and they're like, oh my gosh, I know if I hire her, you know, we're going to get results. She's very number oriented. And, you know, mm -hmm. I tell them, I, I take them to six figure. That's, you know, that's my thing. And that's, that's what I promise. And however, I really interview them to make mm. sure because you know the interview goes on both ways so i meet them at a speaking event they said they want to work with me and then we discovered they're willing to do the work mm -hmm. you know and i make sure that they know how loaded is the work to mm. get there mm. and then when we both in agreement with that then we move forward but usually it's a, a speaking or networking event and mm -hmm. and i mean being on panels being you know Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems like I'm everywhere these days. So, nice. uh, mm -hmm. but whether it's virtual or on the stage, but usually that's how people, you know, find out about me. And then through their friends, mm -hmm. they suddenly have friends who uh, I have someone who hired me not too long ago. Her friend finally made it to six figure, and you know, and she told another friend, and you know, I got hired that way. So nice. this kind of, you know, this kind of thing, mm -hmm. mouth, mm -hmm. LinkedIn, and online and people you know get on my mailing list i deliver value they see my core values they see my ethics and mm -hmm. that's pretty much great great yes yeah, so when you're talking to a potential client what are some things that you uh that that really like when you're talking to them 
when you, what are some things that stand out to you that, that kind of give you the clue that this is, this is someone that's really going to get it? They have to be driven. You know, mm. it's like the tango dancer. You know, when they come to your class and they're like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And they want to come back that same week. They're like, do you have any other classes? I want to redo what we did. Mm. Or they're the one who want to, who asking you, hey, do you have another foundation class where I can just come and redo what I've done? Like they're, the, they're those driven people. Mm -hmm. um, and there is a way then they talk to you and you see it. And when you know why they're doing it, so before I, I, I mean, a lot of time people think they hire me. I really feel like it's a both hiring process. Mm -hmm. I had said no to people and because they, I know I can't take them there. Um, ethics is a big thing for me. You mm -hmm. have to, you know, you have, we have to trust each other and you can't really start by lying. You can't be a drama queen. If drama is a part of your, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I know we can do that, you know, like gossiping and all that is not, mm -hmm. not, not a part of being in business. So ethics and usually I ask for what's their core values. Uh, core values are a big thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I kind of get to know a person through what's, you know, what are their mm -hmm. values? You know, what do they, what do they value? If it's just money, it's usually not enough. Um, you know, even if we're talking about an amount of money of making, mm. I think, you know, what you have inside is, and it's the same thing. Why do you dance? Right. You know, if, if you're going to say, well, it's to be on the dance floor in the arms of a guy, that's probably not enough. Mm -mm. Right. Right. <laughs> so, you know, like someone is going to tell you, oh my gosh, I, 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 I love the music. I love to be able to have a communication without words. I love mm -hmm. to, you know, to have two bodies together and to have this, that synergy, that connection. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if, if someone really talk about it that way versus just like, oh, you know, it's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. You know, you get to see. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sure there's, there are going to be people listening to you and they're going to get through your book. They're going to get really excited, but they're going to be perhaps a little um, confused as to where to, where to start. They might, they might say, I like doing this. I like doing that. I like doing this. Of course, they can't do everything that they, they love. How, how do you, how, how, how should we focus on, on an idea? So the book is actually a part uh, at, after the each chapter, Mm -hmm. So I went in starting from step one, okay. right? How you should start. And there's some homework. So, you know, like, for example, I'm going to take, you know, uh, you know, I think it was chapter four, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's believing is everything, right? So what is the pain? You don't have enough client. What is the problem? You don't know how to close a sale and how to sell your services. And what is the solution? The solution is really understanding that as an entrepreneur, you really have to embrace sales. So I go through, you know, how I relate, you know, how I always start with a tango. Uh, and then after that, I go into how does that relate into the business? And after that, you have homework. So you have homework, you have questions, you have fun tips. And, you know, in this chapter, for example, you have like, what do you sell? You know, why did you choose to sell this product? Why do you believe in it? And all of these things are people who have not thought of. Mm -hmm. And then how much do you sell it? Why? How did you come up with this price? You know, and why does selling scaring you if it's, you know, applicable? And all of these questions, all of these homework really take you back to that chapter where I explain everything you need to know about sales. Mm -hmm. So... 
um, yeah, and, and it's really, really centered that way. You know, chapter one is what you need to do first. And, and there is, I believe there is really an order. When you do things in a different order, it changes the dynamic of, you know, of your business or how, how fast you can get there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Great. Well, Katya, this has been a lot of fun. I feel we could probably spend a whole day talking about business, but I know you've got a lot of other things to do. Um, yeah, your congratulations again on your book. Uh, I definitely want people to check it out. I'll make sure that I provide a link to it. It's on, it's on Amazon, of course. It is not on Amazon yet. Oh. It, like literally right now, I am doing what I, what I preach I do. It's, okay. you know, talking to people about it, getting people to know about it. And the pre-sale will actually mm -hmm. come in two weeks. And okay. the pre-sale will start on my website. Okay. After that, it will go on Amazon. But at first, it will go to, you know, to the website. Okay. And your website, ravestrategy.com? Yeah, ravestrategystudio.com. Right, Okay, I yes, will sir. have that in our uh, show notes so people will be able to look you up in right. two weeks, pre-sale the book, pick up a copy, read it, get inspired, get your idea off the ground. And yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and thank you so much for having me, Joe. Well, thank that you, Katya. Very nice. And yeah. You know, I, I, I actually, uh, I, I think I would love to have you on my daily show. So oh, I would uh, love to, I would be honored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll do that after the recording is over. We'll, we'll go over and, and okay. I'll, I'll interview you. You'll become my guest. Okay. That sounds great. All right. Well, thank you again, Katya. Thank you, Joe. You have a good rest of your day. You too. All right, that was Katya Rave. Really good energy in that conversation. Definitely a lot of fun. I love talking about entrepreneurship. I know many of you out there are entrepreneurs yourselves, but even if you aren't, there was a lot of good stuff in our conversation that can help you with reaching all sorts of goals in your life. We went over many items, and I really liked what Katya said about having drive. If you love doing something or feel inspired to do something, such as tango, you have to really want to do it. I know it sounds obvious, but we need to remember that there will be days when we don't feel motivated or don't feel we're at 100%, but we're going to have to show up anyway. And if you found an interest that you're really passionate about and you know exactly why you're doing it, then you'll be able to push yourself through those difficult times. So over the course of our conversation, we talked about having drive, we talked about the need to have other skill sets, having a vision, knowing what we want, adjusting to difficult circumstances, and several times Katya brought up the important fact that despite all the stuff we need to do for ourselves, or you need to do for yourself in order to make things work, being, a, being an entrepreneur or a good tango dancer is not all about us. It's not all about you. It's not all about me. It's not me, me, me. It's about addressing the needs of your client or dance partners. How are you connecting? What value are you bringing to the table or to the tanda? In order to achieve success for yourself, you have to give. So thank you again, Katya, for sharing your thoughts and for your time. And a big thank you to all your listeners for tuning in. It really means a lot that you've made time to listen to this show. If you'd like to get in touch with me for any reason, feel free to send an email to joe at healthytango.com. Once again, that's joe 
at healthytango.com. We'd love to hear from you. And again, be sure to check out my online course on demystifying back saccadas. Uh, this is a beautiful figure. Tango dancers all over the world are yearning to figure it out. And I know for a fact it is a step you can do. I will show you how. Just visit healthytango.com to get started. Okay, that's it for today. You've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon.